Welcome back to another episode of Orange Slices presented by none other than Four Soccer Ventures. It's just me doing the, the intro today, but we have a fun episode coming up for you guys. Uh, but before I get into that, we're still on this winning streak. We're still on this winning streak with Gank. You know, shout out to all my guys here in Belgium. Uh, we've been putting together a nice run of games. Uh, it's been good. Finally getting the stretch of minutes as well. Um, kind of building on the last few weeks and going to the international break, you know, it was important to, to kind of kick things off the right way and now building into this last period before the, the World Cup kicks off. So, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're really pushing to, to make sure we're in prime position so that way come end of December, you know, we don't have to, you know, pull ourselves together to, to get back to the top of the table. So, uh, but listen, I don't want to bore you guys too much with what's going on with me. Just want to give you a little heads up. Me and Joe, I think we go back now a couple years I want to say I met him at a youth national team camp, uh, I think maybe in at Lakewood Ranch, you know, one of those those large summit camps. Uh, we, you know, link up, laugh, joke together. The national teams are usually pretty close. So um, from there, you know, follow each other on Instagram, kind of keep tabs on each other. You know, see he's doing well in New York City and then it makes the move to Europe. So uh, from there. Yeah, now we've, we've, we've been close, uh, especially linking up at the national team camp. It was funny because, you know, we had we had conversations on Instagram, reacted to each other's, you know, uh, stories, X, Y, and Z. And then finally you get to link up with, you know, with, with the guys. And everyone's always a bit fresh coming into to the national team camps and, and wanting to, to kind of hit the ground running. And you also kind of don't know what you're going to get from some, some new faces. You know, guys, I mean, I've been, you know, together for the entire cycle and Joe kind of stepped right in and, he was that that bubbly spirit, you know, when you step into the the, the meal room, it's like, oh, this guy, he's got a little extra to him, you know? So I think that he, he, he integrated himself incredibly, you know, within the group, but, but him and I also hit it off as, as well, being New York boys. So uh, yeah, shout out to my, my boy, Joe Scally. But here is our conversation with none other than Joe Scally. Joe Scally joining us. Joe, what's good, man? Where does this podcast find you today and how you feeling? Yeah, thank you guys for having me, you know, this is a podcast, you know, I've been wanting to come on, talking to Mark about it. I'm here in uh, Germany now, only about an hour away from Mark, so it's good, you know, that's why the connection's really good. Bro, we should have done, we should have just done this live. Bro, we, we should have done, right? right? <laughs> done this live, that's what I was thinking about that, we should have just done that. Hey, Mark was saying that he's going to get you on, and it's been a minute, so we, we started to question whether or not he actually even knew you on any level. No, nah, Mark's got the poll, come on, Mark's got the poll. <laughs> You're just a busy guy then. So Mark was just lower on your priority list for the for the time being. Nah, yeah. It was Logan Paul and then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true. That's fair. Uh, where are you based in Germany? Like give give our, our listeners just an idea of, of where you live, the section of Germany that you're in, the closest sort of big city that you spend your time in, just to give them an update on kind of what your day-to-day -day life is like. Yeah, so I live on the western part of Germany. It's difficult to because i live on the eastern part of the u.s so i always get mixed up with that part but i live on the western part of germany in a city called dusseldorf it's about 30 to 25 minutes away from uh, Muchen gladbach which is the the team i play for so life here you know it's good it's nice you know it gets boring sometimes being alone but in dusseldorf it's a very modern city everyone speaks english so it's it's good and we were just in dusseldorf that's just that's joe city so yeah he, he was showing us all yeah. around like a tour guide man no we were in cologne we were in cologne yeah, we played in Dusseldorf. We were in yeah. Cologne. But, yeah. Joe, I want you to tell the people, how many locks did you put on that bridge in Cologne? How many locks did you put on that bridge? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is, what's, what's this, what's this uh, lock bridge uh, that we're talking about? Let's just uh, let's just get that out of the way real quick. No, all right. In Cologne, there's like a, a bridge where you put a lock with, uh, you know, some of your dating, something like this, you know. So 
our hotel was right next to this bridge, you know, of course. So everyone's like, oh, what is this lock bridge, this and that? And I'm like, oh, I have a lock on it, you know, with my girlfriend. So the whole care, everyone's just talking shit about it and, and all this stuff. So it's just oh. this lock that you put on and you throw the key in the water with, with your girlfriend. My girl was mad at me for not putting a lock on the bridge. So, yeah, yeah. She's looking and she's like, I can't believe there's this big yeah. romantic bridge and there's all these locks exactly. on here. Yeah. What, what exactly. would it, you know, it wouldn't have hurt anybody if you just put one of there, you know, of us, you know, just memorial, you know, memories, you know, memorial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was in I was in Paris. I was in Paris for the 2019 Women's World Cup and and I was there with the family for a bit and we never got a chance because we had, you know, two young kids running around. So we never got the chance to go to the one of these bridges that has the locks on it there. And so yeah. when she left, I had to like FaceTime in when they were back in the in the States, like could be putting a lock on it. We weren't there together, but I like had to take a picture of it and things like that. So I, I feel the the pressure mark that, that you that you had to go through. And also, Joe, like that level of honesty in a national or in any locker room environment, yeah. man, is it's it's I was, it's, uh, I was proud of it, you know. Yeah, you should be proud of it, but yeah. that does not go overlooked, you know. That's just nah, something nah. That get carried through the whole camp. So I appreciate, yeah, uh, you 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 sharing that. How's the season going for you, uh, personally and as well as the team? Yeah, the season's going very good. You know, we've we've had uh, nine league games, one cup game, and you know I, I've played in all the games from the beginning. So you know I couldn't be happier right now. The team's uh, doing very good. You know, we had just one really bad defeat, but, you know, to us, it, it was just a fluke, you know, something that that just happened and it won't happen again. So right now we're one uh, point off the Champions League spot in sixth place. So it's, you know, it's going really good. Hey, Mark, were you aware of this, this, this fun fact that, uh, that uh, Gladbach was involved in this year uh, with Bayern Munich, where they had the, the record for the most saves uh, in the history of the Bundesliga, uh, Jan Sommer did. Uh, yeah, and this game was crazy. I mean, how did you guys get out of that with 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 the point? I mean, that's insane. I think it was like twenty seven shots or something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, I swear, this guy's crazy. In the first minute of the game, they had a corner kick. One hundred percent would be a goal on any other goalie. This guy flies out of the air and just saves it. I swear, it was Mark. You had to see these these saves. You know, you think it's easy saves. Nineteen, maybe outside the box, of course. right to him. Oh, he's diving. Like I think almost I'd say eighty percent of the shots that he saved were inside the box. Like just quick reflexes. It could have easily and been six, six zero. The thing, the thing is, is like, as field players, you're like, man, he should make these saves, you know. And yeah, you're exactly. watching the TV, you're like, man, he should make these saves. And then you put yourself yeah. in that, you're like, ah, that's just a great shot, man. You know, what can yeah, I, I can't do anything shot. about it, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, it's crazy. And you know, he's not a tall goalie himself. You know, he's like six foot maybe. So it's like the saves he's pulling off is crazy. Did that change anything for you guys this year in terms of like just realizing my my first Bundesliga game was was away to Bayern Munich and we just got like when we left there and it was the year after Stuttgart had won Bayern went out and got got everyone Luca Toni Ribéry all these guys so they stacked this team so they had the ball the whole time when we left at three nil and it was actually two goalkeeping errors but when we left at three nil we were like man that team is good right yeah. and I think that's something that. I mean, Gladbach is a huge club, but the club that I was at was a, a much smaller club. But you realize real quick just the the discrepancy in levels that exist in leagues that that you wouldn't experience in, in Major League Soccer, right? Where on any given day, you can match up well or beat anybody. There is a huge gap for so you guys to get out of that one with a point, especially in those circumstances. Was it like a turning point for your season of like, oh man, we got a little luck riding with us or we've got some momentum? Yeah, I mean, we're going into that game with a lot of confidence. I don't know if you've seen our record against them within the last you know, two or three years. It's It's been crazy. Last year, we played them three times and 
you know, we tied one one the first game, won the second game five zero. I remember and then, that. Yeah, and then won the third game two one. To, to be honest, Joe, stadium. I don't think I don't think many teams have great track records against Bayern, especially yeah, recently. That's, yeah, they don't. That's the thing. It's like the week before, I forget who they played, but they won seven one. So we were going into this game after they just won seven one at their place. After we, you know, beat them last year five zero. Maybe it was like they want to smack us. Like yeah, Bochum, I think Bochum. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's crazy, man. That's... But it's like at any moment you switch off, they're going to score. It's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're sick. Talking about uh, – let's talk about the national team camp, right? So you're you're how old, 19? Yeah. Okay, so you've, you've now been involved in and out of the national team since you were, were – you, have you been 19 the whole time that you've been involved in the national team or did you come in first when you are 18? Uh, I think my first camp was when I was 18. Yeah, last October or November, yeah. So you got, but you got called into this last this last camp, and obviously the arguments have been that you know the, if if you follow any of the of the Bundesliga was that okay Joe Scally he's playing right now he's young but but they've got this 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 veteran guy who's going to come back from injury and then we don't know if he's going to play or not right and he's back and you're playing yeah. uh, week in week out so then the argument shifts from like okay this is a young guy he needs to be called in the national team he's playing for one of the best teams in the Bundesliga and you know, so on and so forth. And so you get called into, into this camp. How different was it for you? And you had been playing consistently the, the last times you've been called into camp, but do you feel like your personal growth has, has, has continued and that you're a different player each time that you get called in? Yeah, definitely. I feel like from camp to camp, you just gain more experience from the games you play with your club. So my first camp I went into, you know, I was very confident. I think I, you know, just started in the Bundesliga, so I six or seven games. You know, you're feeling fresh and then, you know, you come with a group of guys that you're not so familiar with. So, you know, you get used to it in your first camp, second camp, same thing in the summer, you know, come off a whole season now in the Bundesliga, bunch of experience, you know, it feels good. And then this last camp really was a, was a good one because you have more confidence when you earn that starting spot at my club where, where Liner is, you know, healthy and he's there. So I really earned the starting spot and to know that gives you so much confidence going to a national team camp and, and every game. No, what's it what's it like cuz I talk about it all the time. So everybody hears about my perspective of being in the national team yeah. and being with the group and everyone's like, "Oh, we have such a young group. Oh, you know, there's guys from all over, but the experience is there and guys are playing a big How has it been with you coming into the national team? Because I I've given my my experiences and my feelings, but what is it like from your perspective, you know, when you come into into the group and yeah, and you, you get integrated again? When you're out of camp and then you're not out of camp and you come back, it's always, you know, a little weird in the beginning. I always say the group of guys we have is is amazing. It's like we're all similar in age. We're all the same things we like, all things in common. So I always say it's like a, one of the easiest group of guys to, to get into. You know, there's no separate groups like at the club level where you have different groups, this and that. I even spoke about last camp, how we switched tables, you know, when we did the thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like you, you're talking to everyone like everyone's your, you know, your friend, like everyone's friends on the team. You know, it's you can be at any table with, you know, any person and, and you're all going to talk. Like that's why I think it's, it's the easiest thing and that correlates on the field you know when everyone's friends everyone's good outside the field it's you have that same feeling in the in the field talk about the difference joe between that and, and your club environment at least for me and it's different at glob because it was it's a bigger club but i was i was playing in a club where maybe three of us left for international camp right like three of us and when you came back it was this feeling of like oh no this team's been training without you you know like you've been off away doing something else and uh, and that just that natural environment in the Bundesliga for me was like, I didn't have a lot of friends. I had one or two that I could hang out with, but for the most part, we were all trying to kill each other to get on the field. You're trying to kill each other to get subbed in, 
Well, you know, when you're a sub and everybody's warming up on, on the sideline and you see that coach come over to call in the next one, everybody's listening intently to be like, am I getting that bonus today or not? Like a different, <laughs> yeah. it's just a lot, it's a lot more cutthroat. Um, did you, do you feel that at Gladbach and, 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 you know, how different is that with this young national team in terms of not, not that level of, of, uh, of separation, but just, there is some hierarchy, even though it's, there's the established guys, there's the new guys, there's the loud guys, there's the quiet guys. I mean, do you feel that in this national team and is that different than at Gladbach? Of course, at club level, it's different because you're playing a game every single weekend where you want to play. You know, you want to be a consistent starter and getting those minutes to eventually earn your spot on the on the national team. So, of course, it, it's cutthroat, you know, with your club. You know, of course, off the field, everyone's friends. But on the field, you know, you're going to, of course, beat out the person that's that's in your position. And uh, with the national team, it's it, it's different, you know, because you're there for a limited amount of time where, you know, there could be 10 minutes where you need to show what you can do. Or you can get lucky and you can play a full game where you can show what you can do. So it's, it's just a different mentality coming into the national team. I mean, I remember one particular moment, which was like, we were having trouble getting, getting into good spots. And when you came on the field, I remember you doing tapping around one guy running up into the corner to whip a ball in. Okay. Okay. Like this is, you know, because the the situation for you has always been guy plays every week in the Bundesliga. We want to see that. Right. But you're still also only 19 and, a lot of times with our, especially with this young squad, you just expect, oh, he plays every week. He's got to be, you know, uh, a star or a big name or whatever. Like he's got to, he's got to be at a different level, but you're still only 19. Did you feel in this camp just more comfortable and more playing yourself? Because I remember for a long time in the national team, not always feeling myself, right? How I played at the club, much more attacking minded, didn't always fit in the way of, of, of where I was as, as a left fullback of, of needing to be disciplined and pick and shoot my moments or even just feeling comfortable on the ball because the game's a little faster. It's a little more intense. Did you feel the best that you felt in the national team in this last camp? Definitely. I would say that that last 30 minutes I played in that last game, that's the best I, I felt with the national team. You know, I felt uh, free. Like, you know, I felt free where I was able to, to show what I can do and uh, to just go out there and try and make something happen in those last 30 minutes where – you know, as the other camps, when you're making your debut or something, you know, you're a little more tense. You know, you don't want to make a mistake. You don't want something to happen where, you know, you do something crazy, someone scores, something like this. So I, I that game, I just went in there and felt free. Like I could, uh, you know, just go out there and play like I do with my club. It's interesting, too, you say that because I think now we're also in a, a, a weird time, too, because we're going into the World Cup. So everybody's kind of like, ah, I need to show yeah, what I can do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, know, yeah. you get that feeling yeah. in a way of, of like, oh my gosh, you know, the World Cup's around the corner. But you also got guys who are, you know, feeling informed like yourself, you know, and, and finally, you know, getting some minutes and, and, and myself as well. But I think that's the, yeah, the weird balance. Because I remember my first camp with Greg and I was in shambles. Like I couldn't get yeah. grips of the game you know i was like oh i make yeah. this pass all the time but you know now i'm here for uh, january camp for a month and and trying to find my way into the team and i got this guy who's doing it and this guy and greg's yeah. asked me to do this and the assistant coach said i need to you know so my brain's spinning i'm already you know flushed, yeah. flustered in a way and uh-huh. i'm getting mad at myself because i'm like oh, i can show what i could do as well you know yeah exactly um, yeah so it's 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 also comes with time um and i think yeah, it comes sometimes faster some guys and sometimes it takes a little bit you know and myself I've right. also been out the team you know the last six months trying to find a form again with the club and and from there bro I think that confidence from the club breeds you know success ultimately and exactly. you know, guys willing with the national team so yeah bro I think we're yeah. in a similar position yeah. No, yeah, I, that's exactly how I feel you know it's you know when you're playing with your club you know you go into the national team feeling great you know there's 
when you're playing with your club, there's confidence can do things, you know, that you wouldn't even know you can do. So I definitely agree with that. And and going into this, when I knew I was going to get something for this last 30 minutes, I was just like, you know, why not just go for it? Like it's, it's 30 minutes and, you know, however it goes, it goes. So that's just how I felt. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your move to Gladbach. How did it, how did it all come together? Um, kind of walk us through that process of how it happened. You know, you're, barely with NYCFC uh, in the first team and all of a sudden you find yourself going to Germany. I mean, how did that process take place? Yeah. So uh, I couldn't go to Europe until I was 18 due to passport and uh, things like this. So when I was 15 at, at Nike friendlies, they, uh, they came to me because they saw me with the youth national teams and, you know, they liked me as a, as a right back. So they flew to Florida when we had Nike friendlies. I forget when it was, but I know I was 15 years old and, I basically just said, uh, you know, we'd love to have you over here. We understand you're 15 years old. So it's still, I think at the time it was two and a half years away. So, you know, two and a half years away, we'd love to come visit and, and you know, do a little training uh, camp in the in the winter when MLS had off. So I did that. I, I loved where I was and basically just all fell into place. Mark had it. Mark had a while. We were, we were uh, hey. already <laughs> making this podcast before Mark had a potential move to Celtic and then ended up making his move to Gank and, and uh, it's pretty wild just to think about, you know, the age of both of you. I mean, I went to I went to college for a couple of years before I went to to to, to Copenhagen. But I, just the maturity level you have to have to be able to move. Did you move by yourself? Did you move with family? Did you, you know, uh, I know Mark's got 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 his girl out there now and his family visits regularly. Yeah. I didn't really have that much. But did, do, do you have family out there with you often? when I first moved it, to be honest, it sucked because I moved and I had to live in the hotel because it was Corona. So oh, there was like no oh apartments. God. Yeah, bro. it was, uh, it was yeah. the worst thing. So there was no apartments available. All stores were closed. So I lived pretty much where we train and we train our, where our stadium is. Bro. So I had this green light from the stadium shining into my room every night. So I was like, bro, Glabach 24-7 for three months straight. It was <laughs> bro, one of the worst three months of my life. But uh you know, now that I'm in Dusseldorf in an apartment, my family tries to come once every month, once every two months. So it's now it's really good. I think the thing is, I'm glad you spoke on that because I don't think people fully understand what it's like to be no. in a hotel no. for a period of time longer than you want to be in no. a hotel for. You know, it's nice for exactly. that few yeah. days. It's nice for that week. You know, you look forward to it, like, ah, oh, yeah, I get to kick my feet up. Yeah. You know, exactly. but when you start living out a suitcase, when you start living out a suitcase for a little bit longer <laughs> than you, you you anticipated, it gets a little frustrating. Yeah. Like, dang, it's, I need some some new underwear. You know, I need to find the laundromat because my <laughs> socks start to smell a little bit. I've been, you know, yeah. I worn them a couple times, you know. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's one of those things. But also and, the green and light. And I, I, can't, I can't attest yeah. to the green light, yeah. though. You, and that would have pissed Bro, me off. The green light was something different. Yeah, the green light was something <laughs> different. Bro, and another thing, it was like, a, so it was in the hotel. It was like a little apartment, let's say. It was like, it wasn't big. So there was a kitchen and your bed. That's it. Bro, if I cooked, everything smelled. <laughs> my sheets smelled. Like, I would go to, to bed and my pillow would smell like chicken. You know, like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do this. You know, it was the worst thing ever. I hope, I hope you didn't cook fish. I hope you didn't cook fish because I know no, like, no, I like salmon sometimes yeah. the smell will stick. No, oh my god! I, yeah, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. It was I had the screen light, smell of chicken all day. It was the worst thing. Bro, it's like you can't even light a candle because then they would mix and it would just be something worse. <laughs> you know what I mean, Rose? It, it's wild though when you move and you're by yourself, just figuring out things that you couldn't figure out before, right? Which is like cooking, learning to cook, learning what you like, learning that simple meal when you want to do it having your like places you can order on on demand to know that like it's a long day you have a double session or something you just want to have 
that thing you can pick up uh, nice and easy. But you learn a lot about all these things of just taking care of your body uh, during these windows. But how, how uh, I guess for both of you, how different is everything you see there when you are playing versus when you're not, right? Because right now you're getting that time of year where it's starting to get dark a little early. The sun's oh, going just. down. Sun, sun, <laughs> sun, sun, might not, sun might not even join you for the day. The sun might not even join you. They might just take the day off. And it's just gray. The sun's going down early. I mean, how different is that when you're playing versus when you're 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 trying to get in in into the team? When you're not in the team or when you're not playing as much as you want, it's literally you go to the training facility. You know, you bust your back trying to showcase what you can do, and you look forward to the weekend. You know, because the weekend is the the time you get to you really put all that hard work on on the display. You know, and and then when you find out you're not either in the selection or just not in the the 18, and as a central defender, you're not getting in the game more than likely unless somebody gets injured, red card, X, Y, or Z. You're, you're seeing, you know, the runs after the match, and it's just that repeated cycle. And for me, I went through that period of just like, ah, it was grueling because I knew I wasn't want, I wasn't getting my bonuses, man. Come on, you want your bonuses. Man. You want to hit those, right? You know, so it's there's always a financial incentive, you know? <laughs> but it boosts your mood, too, when you, when you go out there and you're like, man, I played 90 minutes. I put my best foot forward. You know, now I really have something to build on going to the next week. Um but on the other side of it, man, when you're when you're stuck, you go home, then you cook again, you eat, or you go out to you know get takeaway. And during Corona, it was getting to go meals all the time. You know, I didn't feel like cooking some days, you know. So yeah. it's one of those things where it's just this cycle, and it becomes monotonous. And now you're doing it over and over and over again, and it feels more like a task that's dragging out longer than it needs to, more so than something you love to do at times. Um, and I think for everyone, there's maybe a switch that goes off where they have completely hit a wall. Or they find this switch of tapping into something else, you know, where, where it motivates them to go even harder, continue to keep going. Um, versus when you're playing, oh, man, life is good because, yeah, you're on the pitch, you're getting your bonuses, you know, and when the team's winning, you win, you know. So, you know, then you're like, ah, oh, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go out to dinner tonight, you know. It's not this. Oh, do I to you? It's like, you know what? It's Taco Tuesday, you know. I'm going to just whip up a little something, you know. The, the motivation, you know, for, for just yeah, little everything. things is, is there, you know, a lot more so. I think that's the the best way I can describe kind of hey, dealing with Joe, the two. Joe, before you before you before you give your take, I like anecdotally, I remember, you know, with three subs and and they'd use the three subs and if you didn't get in the three subs right, you had you'd have a session, you'd have maybe running uh, mm -hmm. after a match, yeah. but then you'd have the Sunday morning training sometimes. Oh and my! Oh. Most intense of people trying to kill yeah. each other. That yeah, I've it, ever seen in my entire life because you'll have a few guys who got in for that seven minutes and so they got <laughs> the yeah. and yeah. you have the guys that didn't. And and it was like one of the most intense places was the Sunday morning training. If you didn't play, uh, even if you did fitness and it, or if you did play only a little bit and you're in that Sunday morning session while the team did a regen was like it was like a battleground of people just yeah. like leaving it all out. I mean, you saw some unbelievable football, but at the same time. Like you would see yeah. challenges you would never see during the week of guys just like through somebody because they're like I got to leave it out here on the pitch right now. Yeah. And you know what that pissed me off even more is, yeah. was when the guys were doing regen outside watching training. I'm like, oh, these bastards, bro. Oh, I'm coming for you, bro. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst thing. You just see them jogging around the field, like, you know, watching you bust your ass, <laughs> laughing and joking. Yeah, the worst. The worst. Hey, but Joe, for, for you, yeah, what's what's that? What's that like? Just me mentally, obviously, you went through a few phases last year where you weren't necessarily starting week in and week out. 
what, what is it? What is it like life? Like, does it feel more lonely immediately? Is it feel the same? Cause, cause you're still a young player. Uh, I mean, what is it to go through that? I mean, how different does the, the city become or your area become or your mindset become when, when things are going great versus, you know, you're in the grind. Yeah. So, you know, the first part of last season, I, I played every single game up until December, you know, and, uh, you know, like Mark said, I was living, getting that bonus, you know, walking around the city saying, well, let me get a coffee. Why not buy this, you know, buy this t-shirt, you know, why not I just <laughs> do something nice for myself? You know, let me feel good. So, you know, you're buzzing, you know, there's, there's nothing that could hold you down. And then, uh, you know, that, that wall comes and the second part of the season hits and, you know, I'm not in the 11 every week. So it's, you know, it was something bad that, that happened last year. And mentally I it was kind of like, why am I here? You know, it's, I'm here to play, you know, I'm away from my family. This is what I came here to do. And, and if I'm not playing, it's, you know, it's why am I here almost. And, uh, and that was something that, that hit me hard. And of course, no one, no one likes to be in that situation after they just played a, every single game in the first half of the year. But, you know, it's just like, you got to work through it. And then, you know, you get these, these minutes to show yourself and that's when you really have to do it. So you can be, you know, back walking around the city, getting that nice t-shirt for yourself and, and just, you know, enjoying life and enjoying yourself. Was there a moment where it clicked for you where it was like, dang, I got to go harder? You know, was, was there a moment like, oh, man, you know, I feel myself going through this slump? Because I know yeah. for me, it was it was a point where I was really down, you know, it was again, the sun was going down at four o'clock. It was raining every day. It was, you know, the team was in a slump in form as well. And so there were a lot of things that kind of added up in, in my brain. I was like, oh, this is it was ridiculous you know i yeah. did not take the trip over the pond you know to come to belgium to yeah. sit on the bench to lose games to be this far away from my family six hours ahead you know and face stuck on facetime you know for hours at a time mm -hmm. you know there's all these things where you you feel in a way you know that kind of compiles um was there a moment where it switched for you of like all right well i can't feel bad for myself i gotta get over i gotta you know strap up harder yeah it was uh you know, there there was this game that I think really set set the you know the coach off on on me. It was a cup game, you know, and, and we had a really good chance to, to win the cup this year. But you know, I made a mistake and we lost the game. So, you know, you learn from it. And you have to move on. But after this, you know, I stopped playing and and it was at that moment that that I knew that you know, you know, I'm here, so I'm gonna make the most out of it. You know, I'm in Europe. You know, I'm living I'm living my dream that I wanted to live since I was a kid. So, stop thinking like why am I here? You know, because I'm here because I want to be here. So from there on out, I looked at the bright side of things, you know, I, I just worked hard. I, you know, enjoyed those FaceTime calls. It wasn't a call to basically tell my mom, you know, I want to come home. It was more like, you know, how was your day? I, you know, I had a good training today. And those little things where you have a good training really, you know, brightens your day and makes you happy, you know? So Absolutely. even when the sun, sun goes down at three, you know, if you're like, man, you know, I had a nice Meg today in the Rondo or something like this, you uh -huh. know, that was fun, or, <laughs> or something like this, you know, it, it just makes you happy. It makes the day, you know, you know, go by quicker. Let me ask you guys this. I think I think that's a I think this is a good good subject to 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 further elaborate on is when things aren't going well, how hard is it? Okay, because like for us, your day's the same every day, just about, right? Get up, you either eat at the training grounds, you eat at home, you go to you go to practice, you practice, you go home, you rest, you'll have some dinner, you know, whatever. Maybe you have two sessions, but for the most part, it's like clockwork, right? It's it just mm -hmm. is what it is. There's not like a lot of hey, you know this happened or that happened or I did this or like, you know, whatever. How hard is it to, to keep family and friends in the know without 
exhausting yourself, right? Because if you take your job seriously, you spend pretty much all day, every day thinking about all the little details, right? So you're already exhausted of everything going on, overstimulated. And now people want to know, like, how's it going? And they want to know more. They want to talk about things that maybe you don't want to talk about. Has that been a challenge for either of you to just be able to remove yourself from how you're feeling or that exhaustion of like, I'm living it every day. I don't want to keep talking about it all the time. Or are you guys able to detach yourself and have an open conversation with family about, you know, when my mom's asking me like, well, how are things going on the field? Like, I, I'm thinking at times like, well, what's it, what's it matter to you? Like, if I could, t I, I could tell you anything and I don't know if you'd understand the difference. So like, I've already said this a hundred times, a hundred people now, a hundred and first, and I'm just using my mom as an example. It could be friends or whatever. That exhaustion really does add up. Do either of you guys feel that at times where, you know, it's hard to be, you know, at times you're kind of just like, especially when things aren't going well, where you're just kind of like, you know, they are what they are and, and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. For, for me, at least. Yeah. It's, you know, I always call my uh, mom and dad on my way home from training because it's 8 a.m. their time. So it's like I'm their alarm clock every day. And, you know, it's like some days I'm just like, no, I don't want to talk about this right now. I, I just, you know, like I want to talk about something else uh, rather than how training was. And, you know, you know, after a, a loss, you know, did the coach say anything or something like this? It's just like, you know, I don't want to talk about it. And especially when things aren't going well, it's. It's like, please just don't ask me how was training, you know, because I know it's, it was fine. You know, it was good. Every day. Is good. Especially you when your parents thing, you know? tell you how great you play every time you play, how great yeah. you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I, got, well, I couldn't tell you. you you're not yeah. like, this doesn't work like that, you know? Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Exactly. No, I agree. For me, it's, uh, it's the same. I mean, training is practically the same every day. You know, you try and put your best foot forward. It's, you know. You go through the motions. I mean, not through the motions. I shouldn't say that. You work hard always in training. I'm kidding. For the younger listeners listening, don't ever not go hard in training. You know, put your best foot forward. But, yeah, once you get through a rhythm, you know, at a certain point in the season, it's similar things you do, and, and you're kind of fine-tuning the game, fine-tuning the team, and, and how you want to play for each, you know, each match on the weekend. Um, but when I call you, I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about what uh -huh. coach told me, you know, about, you know, my positioning again. I don't want to talk. I, I'd spend yeah. six, seven hours a day at this facility. And then the weekends, I'm with the team all day long. And uh -huh. I don't care what my teammates doing and what he posted. No, I, yeah. I want to know how my dog back in, uh, you know, my, my, my mini golden dude, how is she doing? You know, how she, I saw she got a haircut, you know. Oh, she looks fluffy. She looks like a teddy bear. You know, I want to talk about stupid stuff like that sometimes just to get away from it, disconnect, you know. Uh -huh. And I think... I think now yeah. I think my family has an idea, or at least my, my, my inner circle, they have an idea of, listen, we talk about the same thing every day. So, you know, mm -hmm. Mark's pissed off, you know, he, his game, you yeah. know, he, he, he saw, he did something in the game he wasn't happy about, you know, he's critical, so don't talk to him, you know, or give him just, you know, six, seven hours to kind of cool off a bit. Um, or just straight up tell him, listen, today I'm just not feeling it. I love you guys. That don't change just because the game didn't go great because we lost. I love you guys. I just don't feel like talking, you know? I just want to take today and play Warzone and get smacked around and not even make it out of the freaking gulag, you know? <laughs> FIFA at the week, you know, the freaking FIFA weekend league gets smacked around in the weekend league by from 15-year-old somewhere, you know, in, in, in you know Southeastern Europe, you know, telling me I'm I'm trash, you know, in another language. You know, that's the you know, silly stuff I want to do. <laughs> you know? exactly, yeah. 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 I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, I, I will I will say this though. I will say that you you guys and other people that were in the same situations as me, you know, I spent half my time uh of my career abroad, like 
you gotta you gotta find ways to to I'm like I basically when I retire I I I'm horrible at small talk you know I see all these people and I spent my whole life in a vortex that I had to rebuild everything and I'm still bad at you know like I'll hear people like I'll be in a conversation with three other people and they'll be talking I'll just be standing there being like I don't know. it's like watching yeah. double dutch jump rope you know where you don't know where to jump in where I'm just like well I'm so awkward I spent because you spend your whole life protected of your own information most of the most of your conversations are incoming, right? Like people want to talk to you about what's going on. They want to know what's going on. But at the same time, you're trying to protect your energy and all these things that when you come out of that someday, it is a real thing that some people just, they got no problem just chatting all day long about nothing, you know? And like, I lost that skill set and had to redevelop it again. That it's something you guys are going to have to be able to do, but totally understanding that right now you're in this place of like, you can only be so vulnerable, right? And you can only open up so much. You can only share so much. And that's a tough place to be in for a long period of, of, of or your entire career because that's not how the real world works, right? Nobody else is stressing about these things because very few people are living in a world where there's a expiration date on what it is that you're doing and what you're best at. And so you're trying to protect that. So it's I, I recommend trying to find maybe it's hobbies, maybe it's other things that you can just chat non-soccer to keep that muscle going because it goes away it takes a while to get back that's for sure shout out to my girlfriend though because she's the queen of small talk like even though she says she's not good at it she's the queen of small talk for a short period of time like she's she can kill it you know and i'm like okay you know and i like to talk sometimes you know and i'm a social guy but at a certain point my meter runs low and her meter runs low. So then who do I turn into? My dad. I tap into my dad because he <laughs> is the absolute boss level of talking, man. You know, and I love him to death and he's going to listen to this pod and he's going to be like, why did you expose me? But this guy is the king of small talk. I tell you, if you want to talk to somebody and have them not end the conversation, talk to him. You know? So shout yeah. out to Pops. Man. Yeah, that's great. I got three kids now, so I'm always in a situation where somebody wants to chat about something, you know, like, and my wife is my, she's the best at it. And then every time she comes back and be like, why are you so awkward? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like what, what, like, I don't, where do I jump in on like the inflation of Brazil or like, you know, like, where do I jump in about like all these things, like these just small talk neighborhoody things that people have gone through. Like you, you, you have both skipped extremely important social phases of your life. Yeah. And I'm not talking about what you're in now. Yeah. I'm talking about high school. I'm talking about college. I'm talking about professional work environment. I'm talking about you being a junior at any job where you right. are forced to sort of, you know, maybe, okay, you come in as rookie, you're forced to carry the water, right, at time. But in general, like, people are getting and going through a lot more social development than, than you are. You guys have been, now you're protecting this whole thing that you, you got to find ways, ways to come out of it because I'm telling you, Oh, people think I'm weird, man. Uh, people think I'm weird. And I feel like I'm completely normal and people think I'm weird uh, because of like just that social interaction of like, you know, again, you're used to everything incoming, you know, things from, from you and, and chatting real quick before, before we go into our, our, our closing conversation, where we got a rapid fire, Joe, what of your, without sharing too much, but like, what have your conversations been with uh, Greg Berhalter over, over your, your period within the national team? I think people find that really fascinating because we're in an era where I didn't really talk to Jurgen or Bob Bradley or, or Bruce arena that much when I wasn't in the national team, but now it's different, right? Like it, the communication is so easy, whether it's WhatsApp, whether it's quick calls, whether it's like, there's just it's the globalization of the game has changed where 
they can watch you, they can see you, they can talk to you as much as they want. I mean, what have been what's been your conversations with him to date or even most recently going into this national team camp or coming out of it? Yeah, you know, he always says when, when we're with our uh, club team, he likes to leave us alone, have us focus on our club team. And then when we're in camp, you know, fully focus on the U.S. So, you know, he, he checks in, you know, once every once every while. It's not, you know, every week when there's a game or something. Just like this weekend, I uh, I came out because my I cramped in my hamstring. You know, he just asked how I was. So he's always checking in, see how see how I'm doing, see how you know the team's doing, and and yeah, that's really about it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's been similar to Joe. You know, he, he gives you a call or he contacts you. You know, leading up to a camp, um, or you know, after you know several games or something like that, just to kind of check in, and see see where you, see how you're doing. You know, see what your progression's been like, and discuss that or. Uh, yeah, just to just check in, you know, about life. So, uh, for me, it's yeah, I've been good. I've been open with them, and I think as uh, the last as the cycle has gone on, you know, you begin to to kind of learn each other a bit and and figure out, you know, how to conduct conversations and and try and get the most out of each other. So, uh, I think that's been important too, you know, of, of getting info from him and input from him, because also you want to impress, you know, you want to impress that staff as well, you know, and 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 make sure you do the absolute most to, to to make that team you know whether it's for that camp or for the world cup so uh yeah check in every now and again not too crazy okay. but yeah i think uh the space is also good because it doesn't feel like he's he's bombarding you with with yeah. hey you know what's going on you know hey i saw this game you know let's talk about this game hey let's do some film you know um and not saying that he hasn't extended it before or his staff hasn't extended it but when you're at your club environment, you already got enough going on. You already got enough hands trying to tell you what to do and, and, and figure yeah. out ways to, to you know, develop. So, all right, that's fair. But, well, wh- why don't we, why don't we, why don't we hit Joe with some rapid fire and then we'll send him on his way so he can go get uh, whatever it is he's gonna get. For, schnitzel. Uh, yeah, there you yeah. Go. <laughs> some schnitzel for dinner. Huh? <laughs> uh, rapid fire questions, man. Nothing too deep, but just quick, top of, off the head. And so, yep. so uh, what was the first kit you ever owned and who was on it? I think New York Red Bulls Thierry Henry. Great one. I think I had one of those as well. I think so. I think everyone had that one. You know, Halloween costume, something. Mm-hmm. Big time. Uh, favorite player of all time? Messi. Hey, hold on real quick, Mark. I know this is rapid fire, but <laughs> did you say a Halloween costume? A Thierry Henry Red Bulls? Because <laughs> Yeah, I was right. My, I know. No, I know, but my generation didn't have Thierry Henry Red Bulls Halloween costume. They had they had no. Arsenal uh you know ten yeah, years like, before no, that. We had like, like you know, that's Halloween, just showing Thierry how young Henry, if you were wearing Thierry yeah. Henry Red Bulls, that means you are really young. Uh because you know, my generation was like everybody was Halloween was was Thierry Henry Arsenal and there's a big old gap somewhere in there uh between our <laughs> Yeah, no, anyway, I was, I was gonna wait. I was waiting for you to respond to that. I was waiting because you were teammates with him too. So I was like, Halloween uh, Red Bulls. Like, what? How? You know? I was like, Oh yeah, he's nineteen. That makes sense. That's the that's the Thierry Henry he he, he saw playing. Live. But I remember, yeah. Uh, the best academy in the MLS. Oh, New York City. Come on. Some controversy. Some controversy there. Mm, okay. Um. <laughs> uh, pineapple on pizza. No. If there's pizza and there's pineapple on it, would you eat it? I take the pineapple off. But it's still got that yeah. sweet. It's yeah, still got it's that still sweet on the that, cheese, though. That, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I, no, I can't have it. I, yeah. I never had it, <laughs> but I can't have it. Okay. Okay. And the last thing, we have our public Spotify playlist. All of our guests throw on a track. Who are you putting on this playlist? And what song? <laughs> yeah, probably Justin Bieber. <laughs> uh, mm. Mm. 
Oh, by the way, song. this is like a, this is like a pre-match. Uh, thing, yeah, so, sorry. You know, this, hey, but you know, to hey, you Mark, know, Mark, know that, Mark. Yeah. Listen, my listen. If my if my guy if my guy is feeling JB, if he's feeling JB, he's feeling JB. I can't I can't mess, I can't block the guy. You know what I'm saying? If he's got his headphones on, and he's playing JB. <laughs> listen, should get my guy in the zone. Before the game, probably probably Drake. You know, any song by Drake, I don't know. I have to go Drake. Is it more like, but but which kind of Drake? Which kind of Drake are we putting on? We putting on like Hotline Bling. We talking about like we talking about like uh, we're talking uh, like if you're reading this is too late. Oh, okay, nonstop. Yeah, easy enough. Yeah, just just Drake nonstop. I like that track. That's a go to. Yeah, yeah, it's a go to. So that's probably you know. Song you can still put on a, listen. J- Justin Bieber is Bro, still the eligible start of the bus as well. Ride. He's the start of the bus ride. Okay, you know? he's the start. But what's but what's the, what's what's that track though? One less lonely girl. <laughs> yeah, that's up there. Mistletoe. <laughs> you know, you know the song Mistletoe. <laughs> I was, uh, Feeling yeah, festive. Yeah, like Justin Bieber. Yeah, yeah. Feel everything. Yeah, Mistletoe in summer. It's you know whatever's on shuffle play. All right, we're locking that in. We're locking that in, man. Okay. <laughs> Cause you are the only one I'll ever love. I could see that going on. Actually, to be fair, some of those songs, even if they're slow in right. a locker room, would would, would yeah, like they 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 because you'd have everybody being like, "Oh, who did this?" And then everybody you start seeing them start singing like under the breath. Listen, you, know, you get to that first ten seconds where everybody's like, "Ah, oh, JB, ha ha." Then that yeah. last minute and a half, two minutes, guys are like, "Oh, snap. one last lonely girl." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right well that's that's it man i appreciate you um jumping on with us joe and um taking some time out of your day you know mark's been been bragging about knowing you for a while now so now we can actually you know follow through for for our listeners that that he was able to get you on and we appreciate everything you're doing obviously wish you all the best of luck heading towards this final roster announcement but more than more importantly in your career and 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 the momentum you have playing with gladbach and the team's form right now and uh yeah we thank you for coming on man yeah, thank you so much for having me, you know. This was great. So hopefully it happens again. Appreciate you, my guy. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> uh, you Listen, are. I just gotta make sure you gotta lock you know, I gotta lock you in ahead of time, man. I gotta I gotta yeah, start exactly, talking to yeah. your your managers, your your assistants, you know, bro, checking your next calendar. time we do this bro, next time we do this, it's live. You know, we're doing this Fair together. Enough. We're Fair enough. live on the couch, you know, that's how we're doing it. Fair enough. And you know, you guys speak German. I gotta learn German so we can have this full conversation yeah, okay. in German maybe. Yeah, for- Exactly. Nah, don't get don't so get your hopes up too high on that one. Yeah, don't get your hopes yeah, up, yeah but nah. we we can't sit here have some schnitzel and and, and talk. Look, a nice pot and schnitzel. There it is. Perfect. There. <laughs> <right. laughs> yeah. I gotta give a big ups to my guy Joe Scally. You know he brings in uh, again, like I mentioned earlier, some some fresh topics. Uh, he's a fresh face to the pro- to the pod. Um, and, and also tapped on his his time with with Gladback as well as uh, his national team experiences. So I'd say it was a successful you know, pod. But we want to hear from you guys. So again, thank you all for following us on our journey through the potting, uh, through orange slices from from day one to where we are now. Uh, thank you for all the love on social media. Continue to follow us, at Slice of Soccer, on platforms, uh, and make sure you hit subscribe. Drop a, a review, hit that five stars as well, um, and, and let us know what you want to hear and who you want to hear from. So, again, from myself, from HP, uh, from all those at Four Soccer Ventures, including Matt Flores once again, uh, we thank you, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace!